this part. So I just do this. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Glad to have you here on another live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dansfish.com. And this gentleman, and I use the term lightly, next to me is Jonathan, my partner on Get Gills, hello. my little brother, who's much taller than I am. And uh, yeah, so today, in a little bit, I'll give some time to Jonathan so he can tell you about Get Gills and PayPal. I know you're all anxious about that. And if you have any specific questions or anything about Get Gills and functionality or things you'd like to see added to it or anything, his workload just isn't big enough. So please, <laughs> this is the time though. It'd be, it's a great time to talk about it now because this guy is here with me and so he, he knows the technical stuff that I don't have a good handle on. But before we do that, I want to talk about our giveaway. We're going to be giving away some, some Congo Tetris today. And the reason I'm giving them away is I walked around the fish room, oh, I don't know, a couple days ago. And I was like, what looks really good? What's, what really pops at me? And that tank of Congo Tetris looks amazing. The males are all fired up and beautiful. The, uh, the females are fat and sassy. And so I was like, yep, it's Congo Tetris today. So for, to enter the giveaway, if you'd like to win some Congo Tetras, um, here we go. It's just hashtag Congo Tetra. I, I didn't have the bandwidth to be original. So <laughs> hashtag Congo Tetra will get you in to win some of those. Um, so feel free to leave that in the comments and you'll be entered to win those later on in the stream if you're interested. Now, Congo Tetras are pretty awesome Tetra. They're, they're what you would expect of most tetras, you know, as kind of shoaling fish that swims around and looks pretty, but they get big. They get big and beautiful. Males will top out a little over three inches. I want to say with the full tail, tip of the nose to tip of the tail, I want to say that I've seen a Congo tetra four inches. Um, at the animal hospital I used to work at, in our lobby, we had a 500 gallon aquarium. So while folks were sitting there bored waiting for their appointments, they could have something to, uh, to look at. And um, in that 500, we had Congo Tetras and they got, I, I think they got four inches or more. They, they were big, beautiful. We also had Bosmani rainbows in there. It was a cool tank. Um, before we um, get Jonathan talking technical geeky stuff, um, just for a bit, um, I want to talk about a little bit more about fulvic acid in, in the, the stream we had last week. I'm sorry the audio was so crunchy. Um, that's what happens sometimes when you bring guests on. They're not in studio with you, and it's really hard to troubleshoot and make their everything sound perfect, especially if they're just on a little phone, don't have equipment, things like that. But I still thought that it was worth doing just because I think the information is valuable. So couple questions I saw, though, when I, I looked at the uh, chat later on, when I had time to actually look through it, that I want to address. Um, one was, does it color your water? And no, full power does not color your water. It comes out, it's not quite transparent. It's kind of like an amber golden color, but, um, but fairly transparent. And I've used it a long time. It, it does not color my water or my silicone or anything. Um, other products do. One of the reasons I ended up with full power is the product that I use is because I tried others and they turned the water like so dark and messy and cloudy that I really couldn't see the fish and it just, it wasn't nice. So 
that's why I settled on full power. The other thing I want to clear up is I don't sell full power. I don't have stock in the company, nothing like that. So I didn't bring that on to try to like sell the product. I, I get nothing for, for th that happening. I just, uh, it's something that works well for me. So I wanted to share it and I don't think there's a lot of, um, awareness about that molecule and what it does for our animals. So I wanted to have that discussion with an expert who could actually give you real information versus me, which is like, I kind of understand bits of it maybe, but uh, it was really nice that he was able to correct me so much. The other thing I want to address, oh, pH was another question. Does it change your pH? And according to Dr. Faust, it does not. And he would know. Apparently there's a big difference between an organic acid like fulvic acid and a mineral-based or salt-based acid like uh, muriatic acid or something like that. So even though full power has a pH of 3.8, according to Dr. Faust, it, it won't affect your pH in your tank, which doesn't make sense to me, but he's the guy that knows the stuff. So, um, and I've never seen it affect my pH, but again, I'm just mixing it with the food basically because of the cost. I, I can't afford to dose the entire water column. Back to cost, though, I did talk to Dr. Faust afterwards quite a bit, and I was like, listen, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to afford to make it one half a percent to one percent of their tanks, because a lot of the people here have lots of tanks, and it's not like it's a cheap product. And, and he basically said, look, that's the optimum, but you can still get value at like one one-thousandths or, or much lower doses. So he said the optimum in the studies is around half a percent to one percent. But if you can't afford that and you want to dose the water column, he said there's this whole curve of benefits and you might not get as much or as intense of a benefit if you go down to like as much as one one thousandths, but you'll still get a benefit. But anyway, dosing the food works best for me because I don't have to use very much and uh, the fish just eat it. So it's a really, I think, effective delivery system. Another thing I want to clear up, though, is um, there was a comment in Bob Steenfot's uh, stream that the next day, um, even though you don't see me, I lurk in, in a lot of this stuff where someone was like, I couldn't tell if he was like a brilliant scientist or a, a snake oil salesman. And I get that. Um, so I don't have a conflict of interest because I don't sell it. Dr. Faust, you might say, has a conflict of interest because his company sells that product. And so he has a vested interest, of course, in it doing well and selling. So you always have to be aware of that whenever someone's talking about their product, right? Of course, it's going to be the best and all that. However, um, I don't think Dr. Faust is driven by money. I honestly don't. I don't think he's in love with money. I think he's actually in love with fulvic acid, the molecule. I think he it's endlessly fascinating to him. He's passionate about it. Um, he's got a large, very successful company. And if he was about money, I he could have cashed out a long time ago and lived very well. In fact, what he does with the company, even though he founded it, and I guess technically is still in charge of it, is he doesn't do the sales. He's not, I mean, he does some of that, but the, the main thing he does every day is R&D. So he's showing up every day to work and researching this molecule and playing with it. That's what he likes. So I feel like in the same way that I'm not driven by money when it comes to fish, I love fish, not money, although I need money to do fish. I feel like he's kind of the same way. So that's my take on, on him and my, what I've observed um, working with him for the last, since 2011, I think. 
is when I first started using his stuff. So, so I just wanted to put that out there. Yes, it's his company. Yes, if the company does well, he does well. But I don't think it's what drives him at all. Um, anyway, that is that was my thoughts on it. So you can use less in the water column and still get some benefit, maybe not as intense. pH shouldn't be affected by using that product. And um, so Dr. Faust, I think when he was certain things, I think, I think what upsets him is when uh, the molecule is disrespected. Like when he sees other companies using shortcuts that bastardize the use of the molecule and that uh, maybe actually do harm things by using different acids and stuff like that. I think that really upsets him. And so when he was talking about his product versus others, I don't think it was like a chest thumping thing of I'm amazing. I think it was like, like Heisenberg, like, like Walter White, and you got to respect the chemistry. You know, I feel like that's what it was, was that it really upsets him when he sees other companies doing things that he perceives as wrong and that he sees as damaging the reputation of, of that product and that family of that family of molecules. So anyway, that, that's my take on it for what it's worth. Um, apart from that, I'm, I'm happy to report that the last several quarries I've shipped, the last few boxes, there haven't been any losses. So um, those are challenging for me, but it's been really good. And I don't think there's any losses to report from last week. The week before we had a couple but I think I already talked about those. So all in all, things are still going really well shipping wise. I'm not ready yet. Oh, I, I have to confess though, with picking up Jonathan from the airport and everything we've been working on and stuff, um, I haven't checked um, since this morning about deliveries. So I'm not even sure if everything made it yet or not. Uh, probably, but I'm not ready to switch yet to um, priority mail through USPS just because it's still pretty cold. And I did an experiment this week. I did ship one box USPS and it still hasn't arrived. I know that. So it's at least another day out. So that just seeing that just reminded me of why I switched <laughs> to UPS. So um, I don't know. I, I just think it's just too early for things to be constantly delayed. Um, it's just too cold. So anyway, that's an update on me and, and what's going on here. Um, if you have a question or a comment for us, if you'd make it at Dan's Fish, so it highlights, we'll get to all that. But before we do that, I just want to let Jonathan update you on the PayPal situation with GetGills. Oh boy, confession time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so uh, everybody wants it. Everybody wants PayPal, that's for sure. Um, so we're using a company called Braintree. They, PayPal bought them, and they are supposed to, and it looks like it's going to work, um, be able to do the, the more of a marketplace integration than a single point of sale integration. So um, GetGills is unique because everybody can post up their store, the buyer can go to a single checkout and um, basically put their information in once and everybody gets paid and it's all done and the buyer doesn't have to do all this bother to uh, figure that out. So it figures out your shipping, does your payments, all that stuff in one go. And most platforms don't know how to handle that because they want a direct endpoint for where the money goes. Um, we're splitting up into pieces and moving it around. So it looks like it should work though. So we're excited about that. Um, we've submitted the official um, 
paperwork so that we can be considered for production. So when we hear back from them, then uh, we'll know whether they think we're, whether we're worthy or not is almost how it felt. <laughs> like they wanted a lot of information. It's very interesting. <laughs> but, uh, and if so, then uh, we should be able to get that going pretty quick here. So um, I'll be here all week. And that's kind of my top goal while I'm up here with Dan is to see if we can get PayPal alive on GetGills, which will be pretty sweet. So. Yep, we've allocated some time to really hammer down on that. And uh, Jonathan's been nice enough to use his vacation <laughs> to slave away at PayPal integration. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Everybody needs a brother like Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never know into projects. It's good. And when this is done, we can do this. And when that's done, we can do this. And, yeah. It's a good time. I, I dream big. And I sprint as fast as I can. And sometimes I drag other people along with me. <laughs> That's true. Good time. <laughs> All right. I saw um, some super chats. Yeah, I saw a super chat too. Um, Canada. Oh, Friday fish facts. Hey, Ron. Thanks so much. $6.99. Just because you're a cool dude. Getting cooler every day, if I do say so myself. Hey, thanks. I, I loved being on your live stream. Um, it was a fantastic time. And I appreciate the super chat. Always appreciated, never required, but it makes the wife super happy. Um, she kind of hates it when I say that, but <laughs> let me scroll up here. Um, okay. I, yeah. yeah. Let's, I'm going to scroll to the top and see who I'm. Oh, another super chat. Oh, hey, Sheila. Thanks so much. 307 Wyoming 4E. $2. I added it to my tank, the fulvic acid. Cool. I, I hope that... Uh, in a bit, like after, if you keep it in there long term, after a few months, let me know if you uh, see any difference or not. Um, I hope it works well for you. Okay, now we're scrolling down, looking. Sean, OOTD, thanks again for the Epistle Fry. They are still all doing great. I'm glad because, you know, pistols can be a, a little tricky. They have a reputation, but um, glad they're doing well. F1 Cockatoides. Not like triple red, not yellow, not double flash, none of that. Just just pure old normal as nature intended cockatoides. So I hope they grow up and spawn for you. I'm glad to hear they're doing well. Small fry aquatics, please, please, please don't do USPS. They are in real trouble. Don't know if it's Corona or something else, but USPS is lagging multiple days behind advertised time. So it sounds like, sounds like, uh, you're, you're experiencing some good times with USPS right now. Um, yeah, I'm going to wait till it warms up. So I did some pricing today and UPS for two day medium box is maybe $4 more. So it is a little more, but almost without exception, it's going to get to you in two days. Now I know that a few, a couple of weeks ago, Everyone was delayed, but that's because there was an equipment failure, like something broke at their warehouse. Um, so at least that's what tracking said when it was like, oh, delayed. And then it said mechanical failure. So I don't know, you know, read into that what you will. But besides rare stuff like that happening, when I look at the numbers of delayed packages versus UPS and UP USPS, uh, UPS is, is much more reliable about getting things on time. They're also more expensive, but at $4 for a box that can ship uh, 15 fish, that's not that much. Oh, and that's, that's another thing. The USPS box can only ship 12 fish. Um, the 
UPS box can ship 15 in the medium size box. So even though it's a little more, you can squeeze a little more in there too. So that's good. Punchy Paints, thanks for being here and showing folks how to make stuff highlight for me. I'd like to thank the mods for being here. Candy, Punchy Paints, um, I don't know if Lumpy Dog's here. Uh, Kayla's Aquatics, hey Lumpy. And um, I don't know if Thomas is here. I haven't seen Thomas yet, but Thomas, if you are here, Thanks for being here. Even if you're not, thanks for all the time you are here. I have the best mods. I really do. It's hard to top this group. And I, I'm really grateful for you guys doing this every week. <laughs> Working for free. Kind of like you. <laughs> you're the mastermind of something. We'll see what it is later. Yeah. No, I think it's coming along. It's I'm pretty excited about it. Um, small Fry Aquatics. Oh, got that one already. Gary's Aquatics. How's it going tonight, buddy? Great. I just got off work. Glad I could catch your stream. I'm glad you did too. Hey, everyone, please remember to smash that like button for our awesome hosts. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Gary. Man, we're going to have a lot more time for questions than normal because usually... Oh, here's another exciting thing. I don't think we're going to buffer. Oh, geez, oh, yeah. where's some wood? Where's some wood? Because um, since a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, before the stream I did with Dr. Faust last week, um, I got a new line run to my house from the supply center. I got a new modem that is working really well. As soon as I say this, it's going to crash. And they fixed the main, a big problem that they were having on the main line uh, a block from my house or so that um that they've been having for a while so that might have been the cause for everything actually because everything was working well and then suddenly it wasn't but i think we're good no we'll, more buffer mug shots we'll see uh -oh. but we're gonna miss those buffer mug shots here just for those that miss it yeah okay you got your <laughs> last raven 215 i know you said before but what benefits does folic acid have raven i would i would refer you to the live stream we did last week just because we literally spent an hour and a half digging into that. Um, but basic things are disease resistance and uh, better growth. And there's other things too, but those are the, those are two really easy to kind of be like, Oh, I see why that's helpful. Um, yeah, there was the, the one about it being part of the DNA and continuing the benefit continuing through generations. Um, I do want to be clear that that study was done on Daphnia not on fish. So maybe it helps fish. Um, I don't know, but it, it definitely has been studied and uh, at least proven out to the point you do in a peer reviewed journal for Daphne. Oops, it jumped. Ah, see what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's real. There's trouble in the, and it always has, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but you touch it. It's like, yeah, no it's good. basically a big hint for me to keep up with chat is what it is. There we go. Oh, Jonathan and Dan, many of us are quickly moving away from PayPal. PP is closing accounts and really acting untowards. Moving to P2P? Don't know what it is. That's why I wanted you to read payment it. So to payment? Say, what is that? Yeah, payment to payment. Is that like, I'm not sure exactly what that is. But, you know, there, it's funny. There's people that absolutely hate PayPal and, and run away. And there's people that absolutely hate Stripe and run away. And um, 
The truth is we're not going to make everyone happy. But what's happened is many, many, many people, and I mean a lot, probably our most requested thing by a significant margin is why can't I use PayPal? I want to use PayPal. Where is PayPal? When's PayPal? Right. It's what it's what it's the most the largest segment of people want that no one has reached out and been like, so glad you're using Stripe. <laughs> you know? um, I like Stripe. It works really well yep. for us. No it's been, at all, yeah. been super easy, very secure. Stripe's been amazing. So um, and we'll have to see as we get further into this integration, if if it's like, oh, we can do PayPal or Stripe, not both, or if there's a way to be like, okay, we have Stripe, we can add PayPal. I'm not familiar enough. Do you know that yet? I, I think we can set it up that we can do both. Um, it'll just be designing the interface so it's intuitive for buyers so they can comfortably do it and easy for sellers to set it up and not get confused. If everybody that tries to set it up is lost and has to send us emails, we've done it wrong. So yeah, our goal is to make it so you could do it easily on your own. If not, then... Uh, we may have to make some choices, but it should work. We should be able to do both. One of the things um, I've learned from working on Get Gills, and you've probably known forever, but is that anytime you make something optional, you can do this or this or this and this. It's amazing how just one, you can do one thing, not, not a whole lot of confusion. You can do two things, a hundred times the confusion yeah. just by adding that one second option. So um, it is something we have to keep in mind as we do this is um, it would be nice to have, you know, so much functionality, but every functionality we add creates a whole a whole group of people that are confused. And it's about that much harder too. It's like a hundred times harder to, to design a system that way too, which is probably why it's mm-hmm. like one, one integration is very easy, but you add two and you're like, okay, conflicts and all this stuff going on. So, yeah. but small fry, if you can, you can talk a little bit more about what you mean with P2P and maybe some of your experience or email it. I'm curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can email it. Um, Dan at getgills.com or if it's specifically a technical thing, also Jonathan at getgills.com. Well, now they know. Oh, has that not been out I'm there? I'm just teasing. No. Oh, it's like, I'm pretty sure that's out there. I email plenty of people. Yeah, I'm sure they're not. Was they not supposed to say that? No, no okay. I'm just teasing you. I was like, wait, I didn't know that was. Okay. Just teasing. Everyone send an email to Jonathan yeah. at getgills.com. I like Bob Kaler's deal. Chocolate and money is a little better, but all right. <laughs> Heaven bound. Hey. Welcome. Glad you made it. Michael Wentworth. Hashtag Congo Tetris. Thanks for another awesome chance. You're welcome, Michael. Thanks for always being here and supporting. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. Hashtag no more professor. Hashtag fish annex. Hashtag fishmonger. I think he's covered it. Yeah, that's your history. Those are the hashtags. Yeah. (laughs) And just to say, having been down here, like, I didn't know what Congo Tetris looked like, but uh, they're really pretty, so... I don't know. The picture, I think, on the thumbnail does it justice. They're really pretty like that. It was, it was cool. You know, we should get your – you got a first impression of the annex today. We should – I've been telling yeah. them about it for a long time, but as someone who's never seen it before, give them, give them an idea. So it was really nice to open a door and walk into a room that didn't feel humid or stinky or anything, even though it has tons of water. That was my first thing. was like, oh, it's nice in here. Even <laughs> though I work in there, it's not humid or stinky. <laughs> It's a miracle. I don't know what product you bought and put in, but yeah. And then, uh, so that was really nice. The, I liked that there was easy, like there's enough room to move around nicely. Um, it didn't feel cramped. 
And even though there's four racks, the top shelf is like, at least for me, I'm, I'm 6'2", almost 6'3", depending on who you talk to, but uh, I can still see into the, the top rack pretty well. So I thought the, the height stuff was pretty good. It felt like there was plenty of room, room, room in between each uh, fish tank to work. And yeah, it was pretty, I'm pretty excited to see a full of fish next. <laughs> me too. It's three high. Is it only three? Three tanks One, high. Two. Well, yeah. you're sneaky then. <laughs> oh yeah, it is three. Yeah, this is yeah, two yeah, down yeah. here. That's yeah. why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the top one wasn't too high though. I, I thought maybe it could be, but it wasn't too bad. I'm really happy with how it yeah. turned out. There's there's one little like thing I need to check off the punch list or punch off the punch list, which is uh, um, I've got almost everything sealed up, but I ran the grounding wire for the. Uh, for the gas that feeds the water heater. Um, I ran that a few days ago and I had to run it through a hole in the wall. And I haven't been, I've left that hole in the wall open for a while now thinking, oh, I got to run the grounding wire tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. I've been thinking that for a month. So finally got it done. So I got to seal that up. And while I'm at it, seal up a couple little other things, but that's five minutes with some spray foam. Besides that, yeah, the sink is awesome. Yeah, you can take I, a bath. I'm gonna go buy me one of those. <laughs> I don't know that many tanks or other things, but man, a big sink. Yeah, you can. Just do looks lots. fun. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really happy with it, and man, I can't wait for the fish to come. Dragon layer. You think I could soak my tortoise food in fulvic acid to help the grow and reproduce? I do. I mean, I caveat I, I haven't researched it in tortoises i've been very focused on fish but yes uh, fulvic acid affects mitochondria tortoises definitely have mitochondria in their cells so yeah. it should work great yes. seems like anything with a cell needs it because those are kind of the building blocks of cellular life so mm -hmm. yeah yeah so my guess is yes but um i've kept reptiles and stuff in the past but i haven't researched fulvic acid and tortoises but I bet if you did, you would find some stuff. Um, Skippers Aquariums, if you have a question, make sure you type at Dan's Fish so it highlights. Yes, super super helpful. Um, and if I've missed your question or comment, it's not on purpose. It, chat jumps on me quite a bit. And so if I have and you see I'm further down in the chat than you were, just, just repost your question or comment. It doesn't bother me at all. I won't think you're trying to spam me or anything if I've passed you. If not, then I'm on my way. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> I'm on my way until 8.30. Epic Aquariums. Looking to using ShipStation instead of shipping boxes individually. It has worked out well for me. Um, is ShipStation something like Shippo or is it an aggregator for shipping? I'm guessing. I'll look at it. I use an aggregator already. I use Shippo.com, which is actually GoShippo.com because they couldn't get the... Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> GoDaddy said no. Um, <laughs> so uh, I do aggregate shipping already, but I'll look into ShipStation. In fact, I'll look right now real quick just to see ShipStation, what it kind of is. I'm guessing it's an aggregator. Yeah. Yeah. So there are... Yeah, it's an aggregator. So there are lots in lots of these companies. Um, I don't know why the tech world has decided we're gonna fix shipping and we're all gonna do it kind of in the same way. But, um, so I'm using an aggregator like that. And by the way, ShipStation, I'm sure is good. Um, I use GoShipo, not because I'm, I'm like enamored by it or anything, but because I found it, it works well, so I stuck with it. The, the one thing I like about GoShipo, and ShipStation might do this 
as well, Indisha does, lots of them do this, is you get a bulk rate. So it really lowers your shipping rate. So it's it's kind of worth signing up for, I think. And again, I'm not an affiliate. I don't get any kind of anything for saying this. But it's just nice to see that cost savings when you're shipping stuff, even if you don't do a ton. I think that answers the question why everybody's doing it, though, because they give you so much discount and they take a little slice of it. Mm -hmm. So more people that use theirs, they get a little... The shipper probably gets a piece of it. Ship station probably does. Yeah. So I'm sure that's the model. Go shipper gets five cents for each yeah. shipment. So that's their goal. Yep. More so people. <laughs> it doesn't cost me much. Like if I'm charging 35 bucks to ship a box, five more cents. I'm like, sure. But um, wish I'd thought of that 10 years ago. Jeez. <laughs> but they do millions and millions and millions yeah. of, of them. So it adds up. Yeah. Rockford Fish Keeping at Small Fry Aquatics. <clears throat> FYI, you tagged Dance Fishes. Oh, yeah. We saw it anyway. But thank you so much, Rockford bringing that to our attention friday fish facts do you guys know dance fish has 160 tanks i do believe that is uh, I, about 160 i think it's like 162 huh. yeah mostly 40 gallons second 70 gallon 75 gallons sorry then some 30 gallons some 20 longs some five and a half and, and these big boys back here but yeah the bread and butter is 40 gallons and 75 gallons so it's seven to 8,000 gallons total, um, somewhere in there. In one word, automation. <laughs> automation, automation, automation. Super helpful. Oh, and, and plecos, like a bushy nose in each tank. Like I, I took Jonathan around today and showed him, here's a tank with a pleco, here's one without it. Yep. Big difference. It's a pretty big deal. And they're <laughs> cute, difference. so what's not to love? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Corey's can help. Uh, Siamese algae eaters can help. True, Siamese algae eaters can help and stuff. But yeah, those bushy nose were cool because they're just like all over the place. They're not shy, mm -hmm. so they were cool. Mm -hmm. And they different. really just rasp all day down yeah, there, just cruising around. Yep. I get the albinos because my tanks are all painted black on the sides and the bottom and the back, and so I do have normals, but you almost never see them just because they blend in so well. But those albinos, you walk by and you're like, "Hey, there he is." Yeah. <laughs> Chewy LTD, UPS is an accepted courier for fish to get them across the Canadian border, unlike USPS. Is that a hint, Chewy? <laughs> I know. One day, one day we'll ship to Canada. One day. Beast Heart. All right. Have you ever made pleco food from algae? Got a bunch in my pond outside thinking about feeding to my plecos. Also, ever make fish food out of duckweed? So I never have, but I do know people who have made food out of duckweed, but they use it for their live food cultures. If you look at selectaquatics.com or Select Aquatics YouTube channel, um, Greg Sage takes his duckweed out, dries it out, stores it, and when he needs to uh, start an infusoria culture, he uses that. And the reason he does that is then he knows he's not adding pesticides or anything like that. Um, that he's worried about if you use produce, the wax they spray on produce, things like that. So for him, it's like a added sense of uh, peace of mind to do it that way. I know a lot of people that feed duckweed to their fish as well, but I don't know if I've heard of anyone that's like taken it and processed it into like some kind of gel food or something like that. I don't know. Not so much. Yeah. But and algae is used to make fish food for sure. Spirulina is farmed in massive quantities to make all kinds of foods, fish food included. So there might be a way to do it, but I, I wouldn't. I've never done it. Um, 
besides just taking a lump of algae and feeding it to my fish or to my scuds, I've done that quite a bit. But as far as processing it into some kind of food, um, yeah, I, I would not know how to start doing that. I can't be the only one that has uh, hang on back filters and they splash as they go in. So the glass, like you have the light here, right? And then the glass right underneath it mm -hmm. is always damp because of the splashing. Oh, right. You get that film of algae there. Yeah. Yeah, just scrape that off into the tank. They love it. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. And <laughs> so that's, that's the closest I've ever gotten. And that is why you use these because you can just take them off. Wipe it easy. And wipe it down. <laughs> Super easy. But yeah. Yeah, that algae, you can just scrape it off and just sling it It's real tank. thick. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really like a gel almost. It's a fine patina. <laughs> fine patina of algae on my lid. There you go. <laughs> the fish love it. So Beast Heart, I haven't. I wonder if anyone in here has. If you have, if you would chime in and, and let Beast Heart know how to get down that path. Danikin, hello. Good to see you, Danikin. Glad you made it. Dan and, or Danny and Ken. Right? It's two people, Danikin, husband and wife team or something like that. Isn't that cool? Combine your name into yeah. <laughs> Skipper's Aquariums, hey, good to see you. And did we reach the bottom of the chat? I caught up. Unbelievable. I caught up. This is what happens when I don't rant for yeah. half an hour before I start getting at the chat. <laughs> I have actually caught up. I kind of don't know what to do now. That's fun. <laughs> this has never happened. I wonder how much is affected by the, the new latency you got into. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wonder how far behind everyone is. So because I got um, what I hope is a much better internet connection, and I don't think we've buffered it all yet, have we? Yeah. Um, because of that, I went ahead and uh, changed my latency. So I'm hoping that what you guys are seeing is a little clearer image than normal and that the sound you're getting is a little higher quality because I, I increased the latency a little bit. So hopefully, in fact, could you guys let me know? Um, can you notice any difference in, in quality of picture or sound? Mm -hmm. If you let me know, if not, then I might be like, well, that's not worth it and just take it down. I'm, I did get a new camera um, to kind of help increase that, but there's a little bit of equipment that I need to get the camera before the camera is fully functional. In fact, I'm gonna show them the camera. Go get it. All right. It's my new favorite camera. Might've noticed better pictures on Get Gills in a few places. Yeah. So. I can't take a picture to save my life. Let's start there. I just can't. And you guys can know that just by seeing my thumbnails and stuff. But um, got a new camera and uh, like that picture of the Congo Tetra I took for the thumbnail was taken with this new camera and I love it. So I want to thank Swiski Jimmy for uh, suggesting this. This thing is a game changer. Even I can take a picture with this. This is the Sony um, a7 III and as suggested by Swiski. And we also got the lens he suggested. So this is the lens that we use. This is the 90 millimeter lens, uh, the Sony one. And I, I can't believe how good a picture this, this 
Yeah. This idiot right here that can't take pictures is taking. I'm, I'm so impressed with it. So um, this camera will be what we use to live stream too, but we have to get a, a little bit of equipment so it can hook up to the computer and stream. I don't know when that's going to happen. We've got a lot of stuff <laughs> to get done, but I'm curious if the latency had any effect. Video is awesome. I haven't had buffering yet, so bonus is the Zen Ginger. Cool. Um, let's see. If anyone, quite a few yeah, I know. I was off doing camera. Looks great and sounds great. Cool. So maybe, yes, and now you look like you have more hair. <laughs> you can finally see it. I definitely do. It's just on my back. <laughs> That's what happens. It falls. Your hair falls off and it sticks to your back. I swear. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It used to stick to my chest, but it's all gone from the front now. So now it's just sticking to my back. Um, okay, let me scroll back up and see what we missed. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, apparently the change in latency and in the better internet connection is paying dividends. And now I've got to see if that uh, new camera, if we can get that working, if that'll make it's a difference true, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I am noticing you look a lot better than I do, but that's just Because you're radiant with too much life. You're like white it <laughs> yeah, out. I know. I'm hiding in the shadows. If I come back here. Yeah, that's a little better, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe I need to bounce some light instead of having it shine directly. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Should probably grow hair on your head again. <laughs> I can graft it. I've got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to scroll up here. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe you just jumped on me. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. it must have, because that's a ton yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I missed a ton of stuff. I thought I had finally got to the bottom yeah. of the chat, but no, I didn't. It it jumped on me, and I didn't realize it. Well, good. I'm glad you went back. Okay. Up. Yeah, here we go. Sorry, everyone. Um, I thought I'd finally done it. Yeah. Nope. Not even close. Parker's Aquatics. Dan's Fish Room. I'm just starting to ship fish. Welcome to the wacky world of fish shipping. Um, and I'm testing the water on eBay, but excited to get on Get Gills. Well, we're excited to have you. I have heard you mention using expandable foam in a stream. Is this a common practice? Um, I do use expandable foam, but I use it in construction. I don't use it in the shipping box. Um, what, what I think of as expandable foam is this. Let me show you. So are you talking about this? Like great stuff? or Loctite, um, if you're talking about that, I would definitely not use that in a shipping box just because it cures for quite a while and the fumes it releases are probably not gonna be great for your fish. Um, I have, I think jokingly said in a stream that those uh, gaps between panels, sometimes I wish I could just put some of that on there, but the truth is- Those are real tight though, they don't really need it. Yeah, mine are pretty tight, but still, Sometimes, Anything, yeah. sometimes you get a wonky the boxes, like especially USPS, okay. they're not always, they have a large margin <laughs> for their spec, let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes I have to kind of wrangle it with tape to get it Make in. It tighten up. Yeah. yeah. So I use this stuff all the time for building my fish room. Uh, sealing up any holes or anything to make things kind of airtight so I have less energy spillage he lost. he lost thank you <laughs> i'm making up terms here energy it's gonna spillage. it's gonna be a thing energy spillage it's the new technical term energy spillage <laughs> it's 
not good. I was <laughs> picturing the energy just like, like all that heat just spilling out of it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, so I use just a cardboard box with styrofoam panels that are cut pretty tight. I'll line it with newspaper in case there's a bit of a leak. But honestly, I don't think I've had a leak in like, I can't remember the last time I had a leak. Um, yeah. So that's what works best for me. And as far as like, if you're talking about that, like papery type foam that you blow into your attic, you can use that. And some people do. Um, I prefer not to. I generally, the box is pretty full, so I don't have room to use it. And the other thing is, I think that water probably is a better um, heat sink, if you will, or um, heat preserver than that stuff. So what I generally do if I'm using a medium box, let's say, and it's only like half full because there's a few more fish that could fit than could fit in a small box. Let's say a small box fits eight, it fits six fish. I'm slowing down now. You're good. <laughs> okay. I'm real excited you're here. I can tell. <laughs> Let's say that in a small box I can fit six fish, but someone orders eight fish. Well, then I have to send them in a medium box. But a medium box can hold 15 fish, so it's like, you know, half empty. So what I usually do is fill some bags with water that don't have fish in them. They're just bags full of water, and I put those in the empty space because, yes, it's heavier, so it costs more to ship, but it um, – it really holds the heat well. And in my opinion, probably better than that expanded foam because air flows pretty well around that stuff. But it, that's good to take up space if it's, say it's not really cold or something. And it's also probably good to absorb any water that spills out. So I'm not saying that there's no use for it. And I'm not discouraging you from using it. I'm just saying I do it a different way. Hopefully that helps. And Parker, if you have any questions or anything, please feel free to reach out. You can email me, dan at dansfish.com. Anytime, I'm always happy to help people when they're trying to figure out how to ship fish. I've, I've been through that learning curve and I'm, I'm here to help. Really, I am. Rockford Fishkeeping. On get gills, cichlids need to be changed to African and South American. Yeah, I think we've, I think we've actually noted that down. We've just been so focused on the other part of it. Yeah. You know, it is time to break out some groups and I need to change the guppy thing. I, I, we had the request to expand the guppies into their own category and I did. Um, but I'd forgotten that we, we've already kind of taken care of that. Let me show you what I mean. Um, I'm not sure how I did forget this, but let me show you. So, Click on cichlids. Cichlids. And let's show example. Oh, no, it's all one. Yeah, yeah. but live bears. Um, so, for example, if I go here and I go to live bears and I click live bears, I'm in live bears. But if I wanted to see right. just sword tails, I click on sword tails, which there are none of or we haven't got just right. Let's see. How, how, how good is this? Okay. Yeah. So if I want to see just platies, I do that and I see just platies. Um, we might need to mess with the functionality of this because this was something we put in at the very beginning and never we're thinking we're going to get to the point where we're going to have to use that. It appears we're to the point we have to use that. And we kind of kind of left it, I think, as it was originally. But what happens now is instead of instead of live bears and then a subgroup of guppies up here, which is like we'd already thought of this before and forgot that we had fixed it. At least I had. 
um, we put guppies down here in their own category. And it's a problem because they're like outside of the fish and they're not alphabetical and it's hard. So, so we already fixed that and then forgot we fixed it one another way. We need to go back to the original. So I appreciate that, but that's something we can do with cichlids too. Oh, I wasn't showing that. You were, you just showed back. Oh, good. Like on cichlids, we could have it here to where you could click on African or old world, new world for starters. And then when, when Old World gets crowded, Rift Lake and others, you know, and, and break it out that way. So, yes, I agree with you. I think you're spot on with us needing to revisit categories. We're going to grind through PayPal first just because that's a big project. And it's kind of been eating away at our souls for a while. Um, yes, we want to get that done and off our chest, I, I think. That's how I feel. Amen. <laughs> okay. God name it. So, um but yes, I absolutely agree, Rockford. And I appreciate you bringing that to our attention again, because honestly, it's stuff. I'm, I think about stuff and then we put it on the list and then I uh, don't think about it again until we see the list. But the more people tell us, the more we kind of realize what's important to you guys. So we know what to focus on. So I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, feedback's good. Yes. The worst thing is to not get any. Even if it's just griping, yep. the worst thing is to have nothing. And then you're just like, I guess. Do we exist? No. This is working. <laughs> no one's saying anything. So yeah. we've always had a lot of feedback. And that's because of you guys. This community is awesome. So we appreciate that. Okay. Moonstone. If your bank account or debit card gets hacked like mine just did, <laughs> ooh, the PayPal card still works and is safe. Pro tip. Cool. Cool, cool. I've been there. I've had my ID stolen. Um, took a while to fix that mess. I do not envy you. I, I was like, I bought a house in Bali? Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite that bad, but <laughs> I didn't know I owned a castle in Scotland. <laughs> I've been pining for you the fjords. quite the credit at that point. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Again, it wasn't quite that. Uh, no, it was more like gas in Florida. Yeah. But <laughs> Skippers Aquariums, the quarries I got off you are doing well. Awesome. There are no losses. Are you going to be getting different ones in? Yes, I plan on it. Um, I'm determined to to figure out quarries. I, I love them, and I don't... I don't like it when I can't figure something out. So I'm kind of determined to do that. Now, exactly when I can really dig into that, I'm not sure. Is it going to be tomorrow? Probably not. But in a few weeks, maybe I'll have been able to get there. But yes, um, I have a supplier now where I can get all kinds of cool stuff. Weitzman Eye and Equus and Dupla Carius and um, the Flagtail. Corey, I forget the scientific name. Um, lots of cool, cool stuff. And I've just been hesitating because again, if I, I'm like, if I'm having trouble with Aeneas, uh, what happens when I have trouble with something like, like those guys they are expensive, they're rare, super beautiful, but I'm determined to figure it out. I just haven't put the plan in action quite yet. Um, the last few have been going fine. So that's cool. Yeah. But, but the thing is I didn't do anything different right, right. and they went fine, <laughs> which really makes me think, it's, it's probably a supply issue, right. or maybe I just need to give quarries a little longer than I give other fish. Maybe they just settle in slower. I, I'm not sure. But I'm glad to hear Skipper's Aquariums that they're still doing well. That's awesome. They're beautiful. Like, 
Longfin and Nias, I've seen them on the list for a while. And every time I'm like, then I got some and I'm like, oh. <laughs> New appreciation. <laughs> One day I'll learn not to judge. I don't know when. <laughs> I don't know when. Um, Rockford Fishkeeping, need to get all black quarry cats. Yeah, um, Venezuela and I, the black one, is that the one you're talking about? Um, that's on the list too. Yeah. But I'm not like, don't expect like a big quarry order anytime soon. All I'm saying is I'm going to crack that code. I have to formulate a plan of how to do it without just needlessly sacrificing a bunch of fish, right? I want to do it responsibly. And um, I know I'm going to do it. I just don't know how yet or exactly when or how long it'll take. I I don't know. (laughs) Sean O-O-T-D. Is that a thing? O-O-T-D? Is that a tech thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't Oated. I was thinking about it because of the cost. You could use the liquid fulvic acid as a quarantine booster. Yeah, and I often do. Sometimes I'll just pour like a cup in in the quarantine tanks, especially if it's a fish from black water. Like when I got the tiger, the black tiger Dario in um, this week, last week, it was last week. I I put some fulvic acid in the tank just because I know they come from environments that are full of that kind of stuff and i wanted to give them the best start possible plus i've been trying to get those in again for months and months and months so i was like a little extra tlc for you um i also did it to the albino quarries though because then i felt unfair not giving them any so they both got it (laughs) or not quarries the albino plecos um so i do use it as a booster in quarantine once the fish start eating then it's really easy but i often dose the water column uh, until they're eating and I can dose in the food. Yeah. Long term, though, I think food's the way to go just for cost. There was a question about the Black Tiger Dario and how oh, they're doing. Where? Oh, they're uh, doing it, great. It wasn't, it didn't highlight. Oh, okay. So they're doing great. Um, you saw them today. Yeah. Oh, in fact, that's the one Skipper's reposted. Okay, cool. Just let the mods do their job. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're. I mean, they're starting to color up. Yeah, no, they're like, they're cool. The, the dorsal fin on that, the, some of the males is really pretty. They're starting to get their patterns and stuff. They're really cool. And I'm pleased to say that I, th- I think I ordered 250 of them. Um, and I think I've lost one yeah. out of the entire batch. So it seems to be a pretty solid batch. They're eating really well. The tank they're in is perfect for them. It's got tons of little uh, PVC pipe on the bottom. And then a whole bunch, what is it? Three quarters of the tank is just... The bottom, yeah, it's covered Just in Java moss that's like eight inches high, six to eight inches high. And then the top is covered with water sprites. So they've each one has a little space to get their own territory. And that's what's important with the Dario species, folks, is um, I actually think they thrive in groups. I, I, I'm a broken record. I think this with most fish, but but only if there's lots, many, many little nooks and crannies and crevices and things. Because once they've each got their own little territory, then if you have them in a group, what happens is they all go up and display to the ones around them, but no one gets super stressed out. I imagine that's what it's like in their native habitat. I've never been there, but um, if you only get one, you miss a lot of that awesome behavior when they really spread and turn the S curve and shake and, and really display. So, I think there's something to that. Make sure everyone has their habitat, but make sure you have enough habitats. You can get a group and they can kind of act more or less. I hate saying naturally because Lumpy Dog will be like, they're in glass boxes and he's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, they're doing great. Thanks for asking. So I anticipate that in about a week, 
they'll be ready to go. Um, no big problems yet, as long as nothing develops. And sometimes they trick you. I mean, not they, but fish in general trick you where it's like, hey, they're doing great. And then the moment you go to sell them, it's like, what? <laughs> so I think they'll be fine, though. Small fry aquatics. Yeah, okay. You want to read that one? Yeah, briefly, peer to peer or P2P is peer to peer. Companies like Stripe, Venmo, Zelle, uh, Square Cash, my former Fed regulator, PayPal is close to sanctions. So it sounds like there's some room to improve around that area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Thank you, uh, Small Fry. Yeah. All right. Shannon Com? Shannon Com. Shannon Com. <laughs> Shannon Com. I'm going to Shannon.com. Nope, just Shannon Calm. Thank you for your help today. Gobies are doing fine. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Good to see you here. Um, so let me ask other folks this. Have you ever kept baby bumblebee gobies with adults? And did you have any success doing that? Um, I've seen adults kind of be a little predatory. I'm wondering if everyone else has had that experience as well, if you've had babies. Um and I'm trying to get the pure freshwater bumblebee. I, I, I saw a source for it. I don't know if they still have it or not. Here's the problem. There's so many cool fish where I'm like, oh, I found that one, but that's one source. And then I'm like, I found this one, but that's somewhere else entirely. And I have to order, you know, several thousand fish at a time from each of those suppliers. So I'm like, I'm going to order here for that. Except for <laughs> what else? <did> I <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only there was one source that had all the cool stuff, but that's not realistic. So, but I have my eye out for a lot of things, and every now and then I find it, and every now and then I find enough in aggregate from a supplier that uh, that I can pull the trigger. Dave Jenkins, update on the African shipment. Yes, um, still still working through that, Dave. I, I I'm real hopeful that real soon. It can't be much longer. Um, but yeah, still working on getting that. I have to say that every time I've ordered from Nigeria, there's a different, there's a different cadence to doing business. Um, yeah, that first one was what, like six months after you thought you'd have it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this little, I don't think we'll be quite right. like that, but that wasn't all them. Part of that I, I know, was, yeah, part I, of that was on my end, um, vetting them to make sure everything was okay and, and then, then the season changed for and then they then they went into their wet season right. so what happened there is i took too long to do right. the initial order as soon as the wet season hits it's like everything's flooded good they luck can't get fish. anything so then we have to wait for the dry season <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah but dave you'll be the first to know and i'm with you man i'm like <laughs> i'm like got all these empty tanks and they need to be full of fish. It's, it's killing me. <laughs> I'm, if you're feeling impatient, I'm feeling three times as impatient, but we're doing everything we can to get them in soon. And I also made uh, progress on finalizing the order with some other suppliers today, the orders with some other suppliers today. So um, if Nigeria keeps dragging on, we'll get fish from somewhere else. So yeah, things are moving. Small Fry Aquatics, Jonathan. I think I still have your number, so I'll reach out in the next few days. Cool. So that's the next level. You gave out my email, and now <laughs> you got my phone number going up. I, I did not give out your number. That's true. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Can't pin that one on me. But now you have a new friend. That's right. Yeah. Small Fry's cool. <laughs> All right. 
Nocturnal Aquarist, a buddy and I used to work at a fulfillment center. He ended up starting his own. It's so much cheaper. I'm out of the screen. It's so much cheaper to take it over. It's, it's probably better that way. It's so much cheaper to go combine volumes and get some crazy bulk deals. Yes, absolutely. That's it's the only way to do it. And you don't have to ship a lot. You right. just have to create an account. So even if it's just like, well, at Christmas, I ship a lot. Create an account. Get the discount at Christmas when you're sending uh, gifts to your friends and family. And it's, it's significant savings, too. Bentley Pascal. Hey, Bentley. Good to see you. Enjoyed your live stream with Joel the other day. Or as I like to say, Joel. Okay. Flare 1185. Did I? Black Tario. Tario. Black Tario. Black Dario. <laughs> Jeez. Gary's Aquatics. So what is the best color for background? What do you think? I got my answer. So not what I'm doing. I, I have uh, one room in my house has like deep red walls. No. <laughs> See right through to the red wall. It's not a good way. The other one has like a tan wall. No. I think I like Dan's black fish tanks a lot better. I, I like black. I like white. The light kind of Carolina blue is okay. Um, the reason I like black or white, though, is most colors show well against them. I mean, black doesn't show well on black and white doesn't show well on white, of course, but everything else does. When I get the blue backgrounds, I get it. It's like we're, it's the ocean and it continues forever and it's beautiful. I get that. But any blues in the fish are just washed out. They just blend right in. Um, same with colors kind of around that spectrum. So to me, it's black or white, and I, I like both. The reason I went with black in my current setup is I'm bringing in lots of fish and, you know, acclimating them, getting them healthy, and then reselling them. And I think that black is just more soothing when fish are in a new environment, in a new tank, that kind of dark color. Uh, white's highly reflective. It makes the tank brighter, which is great for us. We see the fish better and great for pictures and videos and things, unless it gets too reflective on you. But in general, if I see a video of fish in a black tank versus in a white tank, the white tank, they look a lot better. But I'm trying to think of the fish and I'm bringing in all kinds of new fish. I want to put them in a tank that's painted black because I think it's more soothing to them. It's not quite as bright. I think they don't feel as exposed. One thing that makes a huge difference is even if you have a black tank, if you have a light bottom, that'll make a big difference. So if you have a light colored sand you put down or even paint the bottom white, then you can have kind of a mix of those two things. So I think ideally, if I had my black painted tanks with a light sand on the bottom, I really enjoy those tanks. The fish look good and I don't think they're stressed just from some sand. However, then, um, then there's a little more management and it's a little harder to control and keep things um, maintained properly at volume when there's that added element to keep up, which is the sand itself. So, but every now and then I'm tempted to buy a bunch of sand and just dump it in all the tanks. So, yeah. my, my, The background I most want to put on my fish tanks, though, is no background. Just put, remove a stud from the wall and just shove a tank in the wall so you can see it from both sides oh, of the room. So you can see through. Now that's what we're talking about. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, when I come down, yeah. I kind of have it right now. So one of, I have one, I have like interior windows cause they did add ons on my house. So I have exterior windows on the inside. So I put a fish tank right in front of the window. So I kind of have it now. I just, just open the window and you can see right through it. They just left the window in the yeah. house and built oh, on. My house is a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> but I put a fish tank there. The goal is to remove the window altogether. So real fish tanks in there now. That'll be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's my thought, Gary. I, I think if, I think if I wasn't, doing things as I, I am, I was just wanting to enjoy the fish and view them. White background might actually be better. Of course, any algae is going to show up immediately. So if that bothers you, you'd have to clean it a lot. Algae never bothered me though. I'd probably just let it grow and then I'd have a green background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Winworth, when you expect the Nigerian order, okay, we've already, already covered that. I have money burning a hole in my pocket and empty tanks. Me too. I feel the same. But again, um, Nigeria will take you as long as it takes. They, they operate on a, uh, just a different cadence. And so I'm working on other things too. So we'll have something here pretty quick. All right. B-start. What fish can go with tiger barbs? More tiger barbs is my reaction to that. And it's not flippant. It's because when tiger barbs are kept in a big group, they're happier and they're less aggressive to other fish. So if you don't already have a big group of tiger barbs, my suggestion would be more tiger barbs. If you already have, and you're like, now what do I put in the tank? There's a couple ways to go. Um, nothing that's slow moving or slow to the food specifically, because tiger barbs, barbs in general, are so fast to the food, so quick to eat, that other fish won't get a chance to get a meal. So whatever you put in, I think that the main, if you have a big group of tiger barbs, so they're going to be less aggressive to other fish, then I think you can put in lots of other fish as long as they're fast so they can get to the food and they don't have long flowing fins because tiger barbs will just see that and it's like a lure. It's like a fishing lure. They'll just nibble on that all day long and that poor little long fin fish will be dead soon. Um, and is small so it's or, or and that the other fish are not too small so the tiger barb can't just munch on them so something fast and something without long flowing fins is something that's large enough to kind of hang so this being said i would also have a plan b in case things went south some setups each tank is just so different you'll take a group of fish and put them in one tank and they'll act one way you remove them to another tank, same group of fish, they'll act completely different. So um, if for some reason the tiger barbs decided they were going to be aggressive, no matter what you did, even though you have a big group of them or whatnot, then I would just always have a plan B if I had a tiger barb tank, just in case. Um, any thoughts? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Rockford Fishkeeping. Got the, uh, there, we need a breakup of the African and South American sections. Maybe even break up Africans and West African and the three separate lakes. Yes, yes. Agreed, seconded, thirded. Moonstone, and I'm not sure exactly how many divisions we want, but if one group has a ton, we definitely want to divide it out. Moonstone, can you tell those of us not in the know about caring for the Congo Tetris, tank maids, um, set up parameters, all the usual. Thank you. Yes, I'd be happy to do that, Moonstone. Thanks for asking. I've never seen Congo tetras be aggressive to other fish that are with them, unless 
it's like a fantail guppy or something with a big long tail, then they're just too delicious. But besides that, and even then sometimes, I haven't seen them bother anything. So I definitely consider them a peaceful fish. Keep in mind, they're gonna get three to four inches and the males are gonna get some big flowing fins on them. So you don't want those fins to get damaged. So whatever decorations you have or whatever other fish you keep with them, make sure they're not gonna get their fins nipped or get their fins caught on anything sharp. Maybe it's pointy manzanita you're using in there or some kind of really rough stone. Um, just keep in mind that tail fin on the males gets really long and, and extended and that's half the beauty of a full-grown Congo Tetra male, in my opinion. You don't want to damage that. They eat everything, flakes, pellets, live, frozen, rapashi, whatever. They're little pigs, not picky at all, a true omnivore. So give them a mixed variety in their diet and feed them whatever, but feed them a few different things. Uh, temperature, mid-70s is fine, up to the low 80s. They'll be just fine. They aren't really picky. I'm keeping mine in here, uh, it's, their tanks, they're, they're in the bottom of the rack. So I'm going to guess they're probably right around 75 right now is my guess. Doing fine, growing, colored up. So temperatures are pretty easy with them. Um, water parameters, they come from really soft, fairly acidic water. They come from the Congo, think the Amazon, but in Africa. Um, however, they're very adaptable. So if you have hard alkaline water, they're going to be fine. They're not really picky about water parameters as long as it's clean. Um, so I wouldn't worry about pH. I wouldn't worry about hardness. Um, I would just worry about ammonia and nitrite, really. And nitrates you don't want to get out of control either. They look stunning in a planted aquarium. Um, where they come from, there's, there's a lot of marginal vegetation. So they do appreciate the ability to run into plants and hide if they need to. But in general, they're out and about all the time. They're very like, they, they're not shy at all, <laughs> not shy in the least. Just like I was talking about with the uh, tiger barbs, they're going to feel more comfortable in as large a group as you have. So instead of getting like one or two or three of them or, or even six, if you can get a dozen, if you can get two dozen. Um, with fish like that, and especially with fish like tetras, you're going to see a whole new range of behavior and things. Um, and Congo tetras might be a little bit shy if you only have a few of them. Not again, some, some of you are like, I have two and they're great. Uh, yes, they can be. But if you have a big group, they're going to be much more comfortable. Um, I noticed they're one of those fish that when I start off and I get a couple hundred of them, they're all out and about. And then I gradually sell them off when I'm down to like, I don't know, eight or so. They're much less outgoing. They're much more shy. They're, they're leery when they have lower numbers. Um, I think those are the basics. I've never bred and raised them, but they're an egg scatterer. If you're into breeding, separate the male and female, condition the female for about a week or so until she's nice and plump, put them together with a spawning medium and they'll, they'll go for it. And you can watch, um, Mark's Aquatics, I believe, is the channel. Our, our gentleman from across the pond in the British Isles has a video on breeding the Congo Tetra, uh, and it's spot on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anything else specific to Congo Tetras? On yours, about so yours 
they don't, the males don't really have the large flowing fin on the tail yet, mm -hmm. but they're just starting to peak. Some of them starting to show. Mm -hmm. So about how much bigger will they grow from you? Like what size are you going to send them? Mine are two inches. Would you yeah, say in there? Roughly some, yeah, some around kind of two inches. Yeah. I would say it. I would say at two and a half or so, you're going to see it. I mean, they're already developing it. Just starting, yeah. It's just starting, but add another half inch there and it's going to be cool. pretty big. And at three inches, it's, it's, unless it's been chewed on or caught on something, it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, and their colors are amazing. Now, females are pretty much brown. So this is different. They aren't like a lot of tetras where males and females look the same. These are sexually dimorphic. So the female doesn't have much color, but the males are stunning just and it's that whole iridescence thing that's hard to capture on camera but they're a highly iridescent fish and it's not like just oh they have to get in the light just right and then you see it it's like if there's light they're glowing or shining i should say um and the cool thing about them is their fins are outlined mm -hmm. in this bright white it's almost like someone took a photoshop of them on a black background and put a nice white outline so they'll pop um they're they're amazing. So Moonstone, that's a, that's pretty much the, oh, I didn't talk tank size. They do get big and they're very active. So keep that in mind. I think at 20 long, you could get a small group of them in there because that's three feet for them to play in. But a 20 high, I'm sure there's some people in here right now that have them in 20 highs and they're healthy and stuff. Um, but I'd be careful just getting too small of an aquarium is what I'm saying. I think that they would do better in a three foot footprint if you can provide that three foot and higher. All right. Um, Ty Hunsicker, $20. It's the bomb. <laughs> hey Ty, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for the super chat. Let's see. I'm sure we've missed people. I'm, I'm sure. I've been looking for, see this, how it like doesn't let me. Yeah, that's unhelpful. It's like, it's <laughs> like you have super chats, but we're not going to show them to you. So I do see aquariums maintained by Andy threw down $2, but I can't see the comments. So hopefully we'll, we'll we, get to it. Hopefully we'll get we to run it. into that in a moment. Yeah, that's weird. So, so let me show you guys. This is the most unhelpful thing. It's like I'm usually on here monitoring the stream health. But if I go to viewer activity, I can see the super chats. But then like I see aquariums maintained by Andy at the bottom there. I cannot scroll down to see the comment or if there's other super chats below that. So I'm not sure how that's highly helpful, but, oh, thank you. I do forget to transition do. back yeah. uh, on the regular. That's, that's what we need. We need you to clone yourself, leave one, and then that just person just can be out. set up and be like the <laughs> producer and make it all work well. Yeah. Make a mini me. Um, gnarly fish tanks at, at GT Aquatics looks great and sounds great. Awesome. Awesome. And now you have more hair. Still the best comment of the day so far. <laughs> yes, it looks good and sounds good. And now you have more hair. <laughs> Just one more fish with Josh. Hello, a dance fish. Mostly going well here, up to 50 tanks in the fish room and loads of black, blue, and purple Moscow guppies. Also just got my heat sealer prepped to ship this spring. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it, Josh. I've enjoyed your videos. Please keep us updated. I love watching fish room builds and stuff. Um, keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. Definitely doing his part for world peace. Doing his part for man. world peace. Here's the world peace. <laughs> F&S fish room. Stream is great, but big delay for you, I think. Yeah, it is quite a bit of a delay. But, you know, we talked about that. Yeah. 
And we decided since I'm always so dang far behind in the chat anyway, I probably wasn't going to notice it. If we hadn't missed that huge section, it'd probably be okay. In fact, yeah. I'm looking at the two times. It looks like it's about a minute off. Oh, okay. That's what we're, sitting, we're getting. All right. Yeah. There's a ton of data on this interface. I didn't like. It's pretty nice when you can see when it. When you have time to see it and it's not covered, yeah. Well, when it lets you see it. <laughs> yeah. Let's try something real quick. I wonder if I expand it like that. Nope. nope. Nice. Okay. Nope. Just doesn't do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think the being far behind was, was chat jumping and yeah, somehow getting all screwed up. Looks like we jumped again. Yeah, I'm going to see here. Yes. Yeah, go Jeez. Sometimes it does that. And if I'm not looking at it when it does that and I don't know what's happened, know, yeah. it's, it's a problem. Okay. And it's not going to let me get all the way to the top either. Let's go as far as we can. Yeah, we'll go up to the top as far as we can, which is Kayla's Aquatics. Oh yeah, I need more Venezuelan quarries. I'm so far behind. That was that was half an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about quarries. <laughs> is it Vo Venezuelan eye? I think that's what the scientific name is. Dragon's Lair. Hey, Dragon's Lair. Good to see you. I noticed some shippers add carbon pad to the quarry bags, and they usually come in in good shape. Yeah, there's some that add carbon, some that add um, polyfill uh, poly, uh, that that pad that absorbs stuff. Some that add um, it's all left my mind, but zeolite, some that add um, like leaves, Indian almond leaves, things like that. So yeah, everyone's got their own method. There doesn't seem to be, it's not though like everyone's using carbon and having success or everyone's using uh, the absorbing pads that I forget the name of and having success. It seems like, you know, it's kind of spread out, but that is an option to use the carbon. I think that's probably for the issue of toxins that they secrete. And they definitely do. I, I dove in deep on the research of that. Um, they definitely do secrete toxins. And in fact, there, there's some neat studies where they're figuring out if those toxins uh, are useful in human medicine. And they're, they're having some interesting things that they're discovering, which is cool. Um, but again, Aeneas paleotis not really known for excreting a bunch of toxin or being difficult to ship. But I appreciate the uh, the pointer. Carbon is definitely an option. Moonstone, OTD, <laughs> OTD, outfit of the day, candy rubs off. I'm sure that half an hour ago. It's when you were saying, what's Sean OOTD? What's that stand for? Oh, outfit of the day. Gotcha, Moonstone. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> and it looks like it bounced all your super, super chats so you can see them. Whoa. That's so weird. Whoa. Chad jumps in the super Okay, Bob Kaler, $10 super chat. Thanks, Bob. He must be reminding me we're at about 8.15. Yeah. And so that super chat fixed all the other ones. Now we can see yeah, them all. Yeah, Bob's super chat not only <laughs> made Brenda super happy, not only um, has Pippi Longstocking doing what she does best. Is that hilarious? <laughs> yes. And I'm glad you enjoy it so much every time. How could you not? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also fixed everyone else's super chats, so now I can see them. So thank you. So aquariums maintained by Andy. No leaks. Which bags? Double bagging, rubber bands. So um, Andy, I've got a video on the channel called Shipping Supplies and Materials and Supplies. Anyway, if you get on YouTube and look Dance Fish Shipping Supplies, it'll pop up, and I it'll show you the bag, it'll show you the uh, model number, the product number of the bag, and all that, so you can order the right one. But basically, it's a four-inch 
by I think 12 inch four mil polycarbonate bag. I get them through Uline. And I also use a larger size bag. Um, I think that's six by 14 inches. But that video will give you all the infos that you need on that. And yeah, I don't think I've, I can't even remember the last time there was a leak, but using those with the heat sealer and double bagging them, uh, if the inner bag fails, you've still got the outer bag and no problems. Sometimes, sometimes I'll get a batch and a portion of them, the seals seem a little funky to me. So I do seal those before I use them. I'm not saying the bags are perfect. Sometimes you have to do a little bit of extra work. I also crimp the corners. The main reason I do that is so the fish don't swim in the corner and get smashed. But the other reason is the corners are where you're most likely to get a pinhole leak. So by kind of sealing off the corners, I also prevent the leakage. So, um, yeah. Fish tank barn, $2 tip jar. No more professor. It's all true. <laughs> or soon to be homeless. <laughs> Shannon come $2 thank you Shannon much appreciated never required but it is super helpful every bit counts and we appreciate that Chattanooga Ed not to be beat throwing down five bucks and it's cut off again yep Punching Fox. I think yeah, he does the some function. sort of ninja. I, yeah, I can only see the little ears bouncing. And the headband. That's Here's what we're seeing. Look. This is hilarious. So we just see this little head bouncing around. I think that's the punching fox cat. So thanks, Ed. Appreciate it so much. Okay, back to this because we've only got oh, yeah. 12 minutos. Dude, this goes fast when you're on this end. Doce minutos. Does it not go fast on the really? other end? <laughs> goes so fast on this and on the other end. I'm usually man. listening while I'm driving to work. Oh, it's drag. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moonstone, I get the joke now, finally. So thank you. That's hilarious. Why? Okay, there we go. Okay, now we're back. YouTube does a lot of things well. The chat is something that could use improvement. Flare1185. Hi, Dan. What are you feeding the Black Tiger Dario? Thank you. Um, so I feed them baby brine shrimp. I also feed them scuds because they'll eat little baby scuds. They don't do much against the adults. Um, that's about what they're big enough to eat right now. I'm out of microworm cultures, so I've got to get one of those going. So if you can add microworm cultures to that mix, that's good. Um, Daphne is fantastic for them. Any small moving thing. They will eventually learn to eat frozen bloodworms get the small ones these guys have very small mouths they will eventually learn to eat uh frozen brine shrimp or other small frozen foods but at first it's live foods to get them fattened back up and to just make give them something they love while they're recovering from the the stress of import yeah Alrighty, ultimate fish keeping show wow my expectations are very high. <laughs> it's, it's 2 a.m. Thursday. I'm going to bed. I don't blame you. Good night, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me in the chat. Have a great week. Take care. Right back at you. If you're watching this on the replay, thanks so much for the comment. Sleep well. Sleep well. Rack, thanks for joining us. River Life. Gary's Aquatics. Have you ever had cherry shrimp attack your smaller fish like rasbors or guppies? No. Mine have attacked and killed four fish in two months. Now they're taking out the rasboras. Wow. Gary, I've never seen anything like that. I keep cherry shrimp with eggs. I keep them with newly hatched fry. 
I use them as nursemaids. So, um, like, you know what you're doing. So you're probably seeing them chase them down and attack them. Usually when I read a comment like that, I wonder if the fish died of something else or became severely weakened by something else. And is just like laying on the bottom of the tank gasping and then the shrimp get on it. And that's what we're seeing and perceiving that the shrimp are killing the fish. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not, but I'm super surprised to hear that they're attacking and killing any fish because I've kept them with so many babies, even babies with yolk sacs, like newly hatched quarries and stuff. So I'm sorry that's happening. I'm hoping that that's not happening and it just seems like that's what happening, what's happening. But if it is, I've never seen that, never heard of it, and I don't have a fix for it. Kayla's Aquatics, when the tanks are cycled and stocked, you will, be, will you be selling any blackworms? <laughs> Probably not. Depends on what comes in, right? <laughs> well, no, I, so I've, I got to do a video. The hundred gallon tank behind me amazing. here, it's got about 12 pounds of blackworms in it. It looks like a reef. It's crazy. It yeah. looks, it looks like a coral reef, but instead of corals, it's worms. It's, it's worms. <laughs> um, so some of the fish I'm bringing in, like the mamirids and things, the elephant nose or the, the baby whale types, they're going to come in probably skinny and they're going to be used to live food. And so I'm, I'm, I'm getting all this live food ready for them. My fruit fly cultures are crazy right now, just bursting with fruit flies. And the reason is, is because when these fish come, not just the mamirids, but for the mamirids, I'm like, I need blackworms to get them for their, through their first couple weeks. I need a lot of blackworms. They're sediment sifters. They'll go down and hunt them. Um, so other fish will be eating them too, of course, but that's why I'm keeping them. So I'm basically going to keep a population going so that I can feed fish when they first come in and get them fat and healthy before I can train them to prepared foods and get them shipped out. I don't think... I'm going to have the kind of production that allows me to sell them. Um, also, they need it really cold, so I can't ship them in a box with fish. I'd have to put ice in the box with the blackworms, and, um, you know, that wouldn't work with the fish. So then it'd have to be a separate thing and all that. And I've, I've only shipped blackworms once in my life, and that was to the winner of the giveaway a few weeks ago. They did get there alive. Apparently, everything worked fine. But... Um, it's not something I feel accomplished at or confident at, and I don't think I'll have the production because I'm going to rely on this 100-gallon tank for all my production, and that can only produce so many. So I just don't think I'll have enough. And I'm sorry about that. Um, I, I know they're hard to find right now. It's hard to come by blackworms right now. And when you can, oh, they cost, they cost a lot. Yeah. So if you're looking for a business... Start a blackworm farm, folks. <laughs> There's. <laughs> you got six minutes. Six minutes. Oh, that ain't no thing. Let's see if you can do it. You have... <laughs> see how fast Dan can get to the bottom of the chat, I'm, guys. I'm not going to get there. <laughs> Dragon Layer. Um, I want to say, though, if, again, Jonathan's here. So if anyone has a question about functionality or um, anything technical about get gills or whatever, uh, now's the time because he's here and he can answer that much better than I can. Or shoot me an email. I'll be real free the next this whole week. So. And his phone number, <laughs> Dragon Layer. I've been painting black in. Okay, I've been painting blacks in backs. backs. Thank you. 
I've been painting backs and bottoms. Got it. On all my tanks, flat black or flat charcoal gray. Yeah, that's that's what I go for too. Um, oil, folks. The oil paints will stick a lot better than acrylic or latex. And the exterior of the tank. Outside of the tank, yeah. Don't don't put oil paint inside your tank. You could do an epoxy inside your tank as long as it cures well, but that's super expensive. But that would be a small advantage. Then the fish wouldn't have that small gap of yeah. clear between the glass ending and the paint beginning. That weird on the outside force field. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Last Raven two fifteen. My congas are super chill. They do pick off fry of live bearers. Oh yeah, that's kind of expected. Any fish that can fit live bearers in their mouth. We'll do the same. Yep. Yeah, they're peaceful. They're great fish. Chewy, I often see Madagascar cichlids put with river cichlids in Africa, too. I don't know enough about Madagascar cichlids to chime in on that. I don't know if they like the same water or whatever, but Madagascar cichlids can be pretty darn aggressive. So that's the thing I would worry about there. Maybe they would do fine with, like, five-star generals or other aggressive West African river cichlids, but... Um, yeah, I just don't know enough about them. Or maybe talking about the categories for get gills and not, could be just how we set up. The categories. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Sorry, Chewy. When you said put with, I, I, I was thinking in an aquarium and I was like, maybe that would work. I don't know. Um, Madagascar cichlids are with the river cichlids in Africa. Yeah. You know, categories. wherever folks, whenever folks are selling Madagascar cichlids online, they end up in the weirdest places just because. They're kind of the the odd group out. Yeah, that's true. Well, you're almost at the bottom. You're going to do it. Dan. Am I going to do it? Yes. Guitar Doc. Hey, Guitar Doc. Good to see you. How do you think... How do you think we could S? Hmm. I think... That was hard to take. I think that you'd have to MNOP first. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sure that made sense at the time. My brain cannot understand that comment. Yeah. But thanks for being active in the community. Right. Next time I'll get it. It's part of that context. Moonstone. Oh, wait, I think he oh, there we go. Oh, how could we stop people just being able to easily get fish like Paku and Arowanas as impulse buys from big box <laughs> stores? About today. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was going over the list today and I was like, they have Nile perch for sale. <laughs> Nile perch. It's like three, 400 pound fish as an adult. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I think that what we can do is educate, educate, educate. Like the YouTube's changing things and all this online stuff is changing things, Facebook and stuff for all the bad that's out there in Facebook. There is something to be said for people jumping all over someone that buys a Paku and puts it in their 10 gallon. Not that, not that I would do that. I would hopefully we could educate the person instead of shame them, but I think just us being active in educating people is the best we can do. The alternative is like major regulations and things. And the problem with that is once things start getting regulated, then things can, that can spin out of control. And then pretty soon we're only allowed to keep guppies. Just ask Maine. Look at the state of Maine. They can keep like, there's like, I don't know, is it 20 species of fish they're allowed to keep? Something like that. It's ridiculous. Oh, so they have a white list, they have a white list instead list? of a black list. Wow. Yes. Wow. And in the government... Sim the okay i'm not ranting political here i'm not i say the government and it's it's not that kind of thing but 
there are not folks in places in the government that regulate this, that know enough about fishing and enough about the hobby to understand the nuance and regulate in a way that makes sense to us hobbyists. So, um, again, I'm not trying to be a, a right against left or left against right or any of that, but if you look like snakeheads just banned across the board when the fact is there's a lot of snakeheads that wouldn't survive in Wyoming. And so why can't I keep them? Like if they got out, they're not going to be invasive here, even though that's the argument for not bringing them in. So there's a million little nuances like that, that a regulatory body is not likely to understand. So part of the time though, I see like Nile perch offered for sale and I'm like, no, we got to regulate this. And then part of me is like, Oh, remember last time you were at the DMV, how long the line was and how much, how, how much hell that was to get through all that? Maybe I don't want regulation. So I don't know the answer on like a broad political policy type spectrum, but I know the answer for me and for you and for the general hobbyist is to educate, but educate in a way that builds people up. We aren't shaming them. They did that most likely because they simply don't know. Now, Maybe every now and then there's a troll that does it to get attention or to be controversial or whatever. There are those people, but that's not the norm. And the default isn't, I think, thinking that that person's doing things for nefarious reasons. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, Oh, no, didn't quite do it. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to. Okay, it's 8.30. It's time to end it. I'm sorry to everyone that I didn't get to your um, what's hard pass. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know okay <laughs> i'll have to look at that um anyway um i'm gonna say um one more time just because i haven't said it enough um thanks for being here it's 8 31 so we're over time so i'm gonna have to cut it there if i didn't get to your question or comment i'm sorry there's only so much time in the day but i do so appreciate everyone being active in in posting questions and comments it makes things a lot more lively and it makes uh, it makes this work. So thanks for participating. If I didn't get to you, I'm sorry. I'll try to get to you next time. It's just once we reach 830, it's time to cut it off. So let's draw the winner of the giveaway here. So we got some Congo Tetras to give away. They're roughly two inches. They're stunning right now. And the males are really coming into their own. And the winner is... You gonna drum roll? Gary's Aquatics! Hey, Gary! I like that. Gary was so active in the chat today, he deserves to win something. Gary's Aquatics, you are the winner. If you're here, you've got about a minute to reply and say, I'm here. I want those. And um, then we'll get you taken care of. And since they have a minute lag, well, I guess they already can see it there. So yeah. not so bad. Yeah. It's, I don't think they have the lag. I think our, what we're Seems seeing on lag. the replay has the lag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, Gary's Aquatics, if you're still here, then you have won. Did I chase Gary away? Let's hope not. (laughs) I hope not. Maybe I had to go pick up the kids from soccer practice. Who knows? Okay, a couple more seconds. And then, oh, he is here. All right, Gary's. Congratulations. Glad you won. Thanks for being here. Thanks for participating. Please send me an email, dan at dansfish.com. First name, last name, and mailing address. And I will send those to you Monday. So, appreciate you playing. (laughs) Um, I want to thank my mods before we stop. As always, I so appreciate you guys. All the super chatters. Oh, geez. I hope we didn't miss anybody. 
Um, no, it doesn't show anything. It literally, here's what I'm seeing. <laughs> Super Chats is showing nothing. I think we got him though. I was trying to try. If it. I missed you, it's not for lack of trying, guys. I was keeping my eye out and I kind of rely on this tab that works so I can keep up with stuff. I, I don't know. And we didn't. I think you got him. We didn't time out. If we had buffered, this would have stopped. Oh, okay. And so. It's weird. Oh, well. Anyway, thanks for the Super Chats. If I missed you, I'm sorry. Everyone that asks questions and comments, you're the lifeblood of what we do here. Appreciate it. You lurkers, I'm with you. And uh, everyone watching on the replay. Until next Wednesday, 7 p.m. I hope you have a good one. Oh, 54 Punchy, a.k.a. Not Candy, a.k.a. Punchy Paints, um, I believe is probably going tonight. It's going to be Saturday. Oh, okay. But... Can we, Somebody should confirm that. We, we have a delay. We have a delay. Can we, can we just scratch that out? Anyway, check if Punchy's going. If so, it's always a blast. If not, I'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Thanks again. Bye-bye.